Hey guys, welcome back to A Breath of Fresh Faith. I'm so excited and so pumped to talk to y'all. And I have some crazy news. So today I'm recording the 70th podcast of A Breath of Fresh Faith, which is so crazy. And I know that some of y'all have been listening from the beginning and some of y'all are jumping along on the journey. You know, my name is Hannah Sullins. I, you know, am a 25-year-old, you know, woman trying to figure out life and adulthood and, you know, just wrestling and trying to grow my walk with the Lord and, you know, just sharing real life with you guys and just the the ebbs and flows of life and being super transparent about what God's been doing in my life to just help ignite someone's faith to encourage somebody that they're not alone and that you know God sees you right where you're at and so I just thought that was so crazy and wild that I've been doing this podcast now for literally in September to be three years which is insane and I just kind of wanted to refresh some of y'all and you know what what this podcast was birthed out of and I started this podcast in a season of my life that was very challenging. I had just, in 2020, in September, I had, grad like, that was post-grad life. I just graduated that May from Lee University. And it was COVID year, COVID times, which seems like such a foreign concept. But it really wasn't that long ago. And I had, wasn't able, I was one of the graduates of that year that didn't get to have an actual formal graduation. And we didn't get to walk and have the typical you know, experience. And I was in such a distraught season of just trying to figure out who I was because I'd found my identity through my, through my schoolwork, through my accomplishments and not through the Lord fully. And I was looking for, looking for affirmation in all the wrong places. And I was, and what, what the Lord taught me was Hannah, like you're going through, going through this. And so many people can relate to this because whether you're in college, high school, whether you're in adulthood, we all go through those seasons of wrestling and that there can be re- relatability in every season and every lesson if you're looking for it, you know, if you really look. And so that was what this podcast was birthed out of, just like that vulnerability. I was like, God, I need an outlet. I need a way to, you know, express my emotions, to just, you know, get it out there. And what's funny is how we think it's our idea, but really, like, God just, like, had it all set up. And I really, to be honest, this has totally been his podcast that he just let, let on loan to me. Thank God for that, for that. And that I've just been the willing vessel that he's used along the way. And I'm thankful for this, this platform that I have to be able to talk to you guys and to be real. And just to be able to go back and reflect on markers of growth and, and healing and, and all the things. And so I just had to get on because I've, this past week, I has been such a, whirlwind a week so much has happened I feel like that the summer months typically fly by blink and they're over and you're like how the heck did we get here and I'm definitely in that season and I have been so thankful for the leadership that I've been able to sit under at church that Pastor Kevin and Devin Wallace they have been bringing just such like such timely words such relevant words that I've needed to hear every single week that have been so prominent to my life and right now and I'm just so thankful that God is so intentional with making me feel seen and heard and showing me that when I do pray or when I do take, make time for him, that he does acknowledge that and he does see, see my obedience and that he is going to bless me for that. And last night, I went to a burn night at uh, the RTTN Chattanooga campus. I've mentioned it a couple of times, and it's funny because I typically record a podcast on the way there. And I did last night, but to be honest, up until that point, I had just been getting out of this you know, like I've been been very vulnerable, y'all. I've been getting out of this rut that I've been in of just post being laid off, like trying to just get out of the funk I've been and rediscovering who I am and and what is my identity outside of my out of my job? What do I do, you know? 
and that's been a been a process and before I get into about talking about the burn night Friday me and my homegirl Julia we went to Murphy North Carolina and we went to Bald River Falls and it was just such a beautiful time of you know reverence of God of just reflecting on all that he's done because for me I've been a hermit crab the past like week I was in a I was in a, like I wouldn't say a depression because it's a very like strong word, but I definitely was in a, in a little sadness moment where I was really stuck in it and stuck in the rut, and I wasn't getting out of the house and I was just lazy and I just didn't know what to do with myself. I was just self deprecating and I was just like kind of spiraling and repeating old behaviors that I intentionally stopped doing because obviously those those behaviors weren't working on getting me to where I needed to be or where God needed me to be, and so. My homegirl Julia saw that and she called me. She's like, Hannah, you know, I'm trying to get out of the house a week and like you haven't really been doing it. And she's like, we're getting out today. Like we're going to go on a day trip. We're going to get out. We're going to we're going to see God's beauty. We're going to do something. And I'm just so thankful that God is so intentional about even the people that he's placed in my placed in my life in this season that are so strategic of where, you know, for the plane of my life. You know, even if it's for a season, I'm so thankful for just the beauty that has come out of my friendship with Julia so, Julia, if you're listening, I love you. Thank you so much for just being in my life and pouring into me and meeting me right where I'm at, despite how messy that might be or how messy I might be in that moment. And we just had a moment. We just had a really awesome day. We were just unlocked. Like, I was, we weren't on our phones much. We just, yes, we took some cute pictures, but, like, we really were present in the moment and just in awe of God and, and just his beauty and his wonder and something that he really revealed to me while we were out there and I've said this before to people, I've mentioned this on the podcast, you know, like it's so easy to see the beauty in other things, but it's hard to see it in ourselves. And I feel like, you know, in this season of the wilderness season I've been in, it brings up the insecurities that I haven't fully grown out of yet that I am going, that I am going to grow out of. And, I, and I'm claiming that in faith, but I, I've been in that, that pruning season and it's ugly, it's messy, you know, and that, you know, there's parts of me that I'm confident about, but there's parts of me that I'm not. And and of course, I'm always going to be evolving. There's always going to be room for improvement. But I think really what shows true growth is when you're at a place that no matter where you're at, that you see how beautiful you are. And, you know, you might not 110% believe it fully, but you know, you know, without a shadow of a doubt that you're made in the image of the Lord and that 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 is enough, you know, that like God is God made you in his image because he saw purpose in you. He saw beauty in you. And I was looking out at this mountain. We literally stopped on the side of the road, which is super dangerous. Wouldn't recommend it, especially on a mountain. But we did. And we were just in all of this, you know, landscape that the Lord has created of the mountains. And, you know, I was standing there and I was in all of God's creation. And I was like, wow, God, like I feel so small, you know, like this beauty is all around me. And it's just, it, it leaves me speechless every time. Like I literally, even if we hadn't gone to North Carolina and we went to just, I say just the Koei or Hiawassee or like Chilhawi, like the local, you know, spots that I usually go to. Like we are so fortunate to live around so much beauty. Like there's beauty everywhere around us if you're looking for it. And so I never want to take it for granted because it is a blessing and it's not a quinky dink that like my heart literally beats for nature and that I feel the closest to the Lord that he's allowed me to be so close to so many incredible spots. And so we're there looking out in this, looking out at this beautiful, you know, landscape. I just really 
for the Lord tugging on my heart. And he was like, hey, no, like you have told people that like, you know, they're looking at him like you've been here with the same spot before with someone else. And they've been looking out at this spot and you and they're making comments about the beauty and that you also even see the beauty in that person while they're standing there. But why is it that like you can't see the beauty in yourself like the same type the same way you look at those mountains the same way you look at that those waterfalls is the same way that I look at you I look at I look at you in awe in the same way that you look at look at my creation and it's just so hard sometimes to wrap our brain around that because you know we're faulty you know because you know the fall of man but to the core of us like we are beautiful human beings that like God has formed with such intricate details in our mother's womb like we are fearfully and wonderfully made and so I'm really clinging on to that. Like I wanna, I wanna live a life where I'm not degrading myself. And it's, and it's funny that I share that because on Sunday I had kind of a rough moment where I was kind of degrading myself. I, you know, I don't know about y'all, but I am not a big fan of shopping. I'm not the typical girl that's like, oh yeah, let's go shopping. Like let's go get like new new clothes or X Y and Z. Like I'm not really that girl. Obviously, if I want something, I'll I'll go out and get it. But I'm not the person that like finds joy the joy in shopping it seems it feels more like a chore than anything especially when it comes to like clothes shopping I just don't like trying on clothes I just never never been that gal and I was kind of harping on myself and I shout out to Savannah if you're listening I love you Savannah that my sister and she was just I was said it made a comment about myself and she was like Hannah like do not say that like it's not funny like it's not funny you know and I really realized I was like, wow, why, why is it my default that in every situation like that, that I, the first thing I pick up is a, is an insult to myself, you know, like, why is that, you know, it's because I don't truly believe what God says about me, you know, I don't truly believe what he says. And then I need to like saturate my heart and my mind with what he says about me so that even in those moments that I can take those thoughts captive immediately and lay them at the feet of the Lord. And that's something that he's working on in me. And so all that say leading into burn night, like I kind of was, you know, go wrestling, going through the highs and lows, like had a really good time on Friday. Church was amazing, but I was still like wrestling in it, you know, what I've been in. And so I, but I was expectant and I had expectations that I, that I, that I had for the Lord to, to do because I needed a I needed a move from God. I needed a touch from him. I needed to know that he saw where I was at and that he sees my circumstances. He knew that everything that was going to happen up until this point in my life was already going to happen. So if he isn't faced, like, why am I? Which is obviously super easier said than done. But, like, but genuinely, though, like, I really should be living in that type of posture and mindset. And so I go. And, y'all, I will never forget last night. Last night was such a pivotal marker in history, I truly believe, especially in the Chattanooga area. Like, I hope one day people will start sharing, you know, sharing testifying of what happened. <clears throat> but... So burn night is like a uh, worship and just time of like reverence with the Lord for younger people from middle school to young adults. And honestly, it's welcome, for, welcome to anybody for like even adults, you know, that come. It's just a time of just like people that are hungry, that want to burn for the Lord, want to ignite their faith. And, and I've always, it was funny, the first time I went, there was a lot of younger people and I was like, oh no, like I maybe I need to go. But y'all, it's all about perspective. You know what I mean? I think there's something so beautiful about childlike wonder and that like if you're in a season where you're stuck, surround yourself with with with, with childlike believers, people that have the wonder of the Lord so prominent on their mind that it's an ev- evident in everything they do and is contagious. And if you surround yourself with those type of people, they're going to they're going to help ignite your faith 
in, in the Lord. And I'm so glad I, I've been going because even in those moments of like awkwardness, I'm breaking out of that. I'm like, I can't afford to care about what other people are thinking because I'm coming, all of us are coming hungry for the Lord. We just want to touch from him. We just want to spend time with him. It's not about who's to the right or to the left, to the front, to the back. It's about having that moment of just utter, you know, reverence and just vulnerability with God, letting it, laying it all down. Be like, God, I don't know what's, what tomorrow holds, but give me the, give me the faith to believe that it's that better, that bet, that there's the best is yet to come, that there's more to come in the future. Despite what I can't see right now, despite my disbelief, help me believe. And it was just such a beautiful night. We had the honor of having Rabbi Kirk Landry. He's from Israel and he's a Jew and he was sharing just, you know, beautiful just reverence of like he's obviously sharing the lord's word and talking about just the significance of just really diving deeper with god and we had just this immersion experience which was amazing and just having this beautiful moment of prayer and he had the opportunity to pray for every single person that would that wanted to be prayed for with pastor kevin and some other elders of the church and just praying over every person young and old every person that wanted that, that was willing and had open hands to receive what god wanted to do and I will never forget last night because I literally, you know, was, I, I came into that, into this, this part of the service and I came into it with a posture that God, everything, I'm laying everything at your feet, every habitual sin I've ever picked up, whether it was masturbation, whether it was lusting after somebody, whether it was, you know, lying, whether it was, you know, fixating, idolizing food, idolizing, you know, my phone, idolizing social media. I'm sick and tired of sick and tired of picking up the same thing in constantly doing the same thing because it doesn't work it hasn't worked and so like he saw he talked about a uh, pastor or rabbi kurt he said you can't like why you can't put a new mantle on the like old behaviors that like if you're putting a new mantle on old behaviors you're already kind of dampering the blessing that's supposed to come with it like that means turning from what you once did because it didn't work it wasn't working and it will not work and have it talking different, like living different, like in this reflective in your life. And that means that that way that comes a fresh anointing, comes a fresh mantle that God has placed on your life. But it has to be a complete utter change. Like it can't be the same. It has to be different. And so I really, it really just hit home with me that I was trying to, I was trying to grow, but I was putting it like I was asking God to put a mantle, a new mantle on the same things I've been doing for years and I, and I no longer could do that because like, I really was stunning my growth. Obviously I was growing, but not to my full potential. And so he has like the, you know, he's such an anointed man and he was praying for us and he prayed for me individually. And that's why I'm like, y'all, it is just crazy what God is doing because, you know, we live in such a time where everyone's so quick to hurry. Like we're all ready to like hurry and get done with stuff. We don't really ever take time to just sit. So just sit and soak up what he wants, like wants to do and wants to do, like speak to you. And so it took a couple hours to get through. Like literally we were in the middle of the line and people were still there. We, I didn't get home last night until like 1230 because God was moving so much. And I'm just expecting of the harvest and the revival that's coming to this nation. And because honestly, y'all, this means that the Lord's coming back soon and I'm excited and I don't have time to waste. And so I just want I wrote down when he shared with me that he saw for me, like for my life, that like currently like the image of a wheat field and that the wheat was blowing the wind and that after 21 days, like the 21 day fast, which is our church is doing right now, a lot of churches around the nation are literally 
fasting for Israel, praying for Israel, in that a lot of pastors have asked the pastors in the U.S. to come alongside and unify the body of Christ around the globe to be praying for Israel just because the reality is, y'all, is what's going on in Israel is also a reflection of what's to come in ours, in our life, and in our areas. And and so it's called the Isaiah. Hold on, I think I have it wrote down. It's Isaiah. Sorry, I just want to say it. Isaiah 62 fast. And you can find more information about it at Isaiah62fast.com. And it's just a time of just fasting and praying and seeking the Lord's face and spending time, it's intentional set-aside time of just you know, praying for Israel, praying for our nation. And it's going to be, it already started. It started yesterday. But if, even if you want to start now, you know, you don't have to do the exact thing that they're doing, but just be in prayer, pray for your home, pray for our nation, pray for Israel, God's chosen people. And you don't have to do the exact intricate things that they do, but you know, I would just encourage you to just get in a posture because there's something so significant when you lay things down at, at the Lord's feet and you really just reverence yourself humble yourself and take a step back and allow god just to move and so like i was saying he gave me the, the word of a wheat field and he said the, the the wheat is blowing in the wind and after the 21 day day fast the harvest is coming at the end of that and at the end of that the wheat bow and that signifies that the harvest is finally coming and that was you know so the lord showing me like i am a harvester you know i'm a prayer word or a praiser and that the Lord is going to bless me, like with desires in my heart. And then I did break off a lot of generational things off of my off of my family line last night because I before went, and it's so crazy because I literally said before like before he ever prayed with me, I said God, I'm serious. When you ask God for something, if you ask God to show up and give you give you a word, if you're specific with your prayers, He hears you. I I can guarantee you because I literally prayed that no like two minutes before this man prayed for me, and I don't know him. He doesn't know me. I never met the man before. And, and also obviously no pastor Kevin, but like they prayed for me and with him saying those things, I literally said, God, give me clarity about and y'all have shared. Like I said, I've been laid off. I've been stressed out. I've been overwhelmed. I've just had so much on my mind that it's, it's, I've allowed it to consume me. And I, and it's really debilitating. And I'm like, God, I need answers. I need, I need you to show me when you say you're my provider. I want, I want to know, I want to know that you're going to provide for me. I want to know that you're going to meet my needs financially, spiritually, emotionally, physically. I want to know that you're going to meet it because you say you are. You say if you if you are who you say you are, show me that. And he will, and he is. And I believe that in 21 days, I'm going to see the harvest that God that God is, you know, going to do in my life and is going to do in so many other lives around the globe that are willing to receive what God's going to do. But the reality is, y'all, is that so many times we ask God to do something, but we're not willing to do the work, put in the work. And the reality is a harvester has to tend and till to the land, to the garden that is in the, that is in front of them. And that their hard work, that you'll reap the benefit of your hard work. Like God will bless you for your obedience. And I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned the past several years is obedience produces breakthrough. And it's so, so true and so, so real and so, so significant. And if you're young and you're listening or if you're old and you're listening, there's so much wisdom and realizing that it's not only just about an act of obedience to God that will get you to where you need to be. It's a lifestyle of obedience. God's calling you to be obedient in all things. Of course, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. So, like, yes, there are going to be moments where we fail. But we, but turning from those moments and going back on track, you know, staying, staying on the path of straight and narrow. And I realized, I'm like, wow, God, like, I, for me, something I really realized, too, is when I asked, when I was asking the Lord, I'm like, asking I had expectations, like I shared, like at the beginning, I had expectations coming into the into, into last night, 
And I also was like, God, you know, I keep saying I want to, I want to, I want to get married one day. Like, you know, that's a desire of my heart. And I see everyone around me getting this. And I'm, I genuinely am the most joyful I've ever been about other people, like getting things before I have, or like before I've yet to receive it. Like genuinely, I have a joyful heart. But like, I was like, Lord, I want to know that like you see that. And like, is it actually like align your, my desires with yours? Am I supposed to get married one day? Is that within your will? Or is that a selfish desire? Like I want, because the reality is y'all, we live in a culture, even a Christian culture that idolizes marriage and treats single people that or like, you know, in the, in the body as if they're not as not far along enough because they're not married or they're so quick to us automatically like, oh, well, like, you know, have you done X, Y, and Z? Or maybe I could set you up with somebody. And it's like, why are we so quick to just automatically write off the season that that, that person is currently in? There is beauty and power in singleness. Like y'all literally the Lord, the Lord was like, Jesus was literally single. He, he did all of his ministry, literally single. And, like, if Jesus was able to do that, like, how much more could, like, are we able to do because of what the path that he, and, like, the path and example that he set for us? That how can I, how much can I do in my singleness if I, if I actually keep my eyes, fixate my eyes on God? And the reality is, is I haven't. I've looked to the left. I've looked to the right. You know, and there's moments where I am diligent and I am consistent of really fixating on the Lord. But there are moments where I fall, where I fall short. And, but I want to be, I want to remove the voices around me. I want to remove the people in my life that are so quick to try to get me to go, for, like to be, to try to skip, skip over where I'm at right now. And I've been, I literally had a conversation, my homegirl, Julia, like we've been in similar, similar season. I said, I said, Julia, we can't afford to, you know, just satisfy, like to just be okay with the counterfeit version of what God has for us. Like, you want to know what the reality is? Like, there's nothing wrong with, like, people that online date. There's nothing wrong with, you know, people. I've met people online. I've seen people. I know people have got married and have beautiful marriages. But, like, for me, I have gone through so many hellish things in my life that God has brought me out of that I I can't fathom that, like, that that's the way in which, that like, you know, God is going to bring someone to my life because I believe, and I believe without a shadow of a doubt, that he's writing a beautiful love story for me. That is not going to be manufactured in that way. It's not going to be counterfeit in my eyes of what I think is counterfeit. Like, I don't want to settle for that. I don't want to just, you know, make a haste decision. I don't want to try to, you know, force the path. Because the reality is, y'all, if you're looking for something, you can, you'll always find you'll always find something. That doesn't mean it's the right thing, the right person for you. And I think that when you get to a place of being okay with genuinely, like, true, true, genuine contentment, like, full contentment in Christ it hits different because I, I truly believe I like, now that I know without a shadow of a doubt that like I'm called to be a harvester, you know, and that I, I cannot, you know, fixate on other things because the reality is that's not important. You know, it's not important if like that one day I'm gonna get married because that's not happening right now. Right, right now I'm single. I'm a woman, that, a woman of God that's hungry for God and I have assignments to do. And that, like, yes, the Lord wants to bless me with the desires of my heart that align with his will. And, that, and he will in his time. But until then, I need to stop looking ahead because I'm never going to be able to actually get ahead if all I'm doing is having my eyes on that. Because then I'm not, my feet aren't moving. My mouth's not moving. I'm just looking ahead and doing nothing. That's, that's doing nothing for me. And that's exactly where the, en- the enemy wants you to be. He wants you to be stuck in your ways. He wants you to be stuck in the moment where you can't get out of where you're at. And he wants you to stay where you're at. And the, I just want to encourage you, get out of where you're at. If it's the friends that you're around that are encouraging you to stay where you're at, get out. Get out, get out of those friendships. Shut those doors. Get new friends. Get new community. 
you know, make boundaries, like literally pursue God above all else. You know, I, I'm not going to lie y'all. I have talked about this uh, for literally years now on this podcast about, you know, post-grad realness of like, you know, when you graduate, the reality is you're going to have less friends. That's just the reality, you know, life, life changes. And, you know, you have community looks different, but it is not, I can guarantee you, it is not about the quantity. It's about the quality. I would rather have less people. And I, and it's hard for me to, you know, I'm, I'm really wrestling and growing in this because I'm truly having to live this out. But, you know, I'd rather genuinely like have less people in my life and be able to have clear out the distractions, clear out the way for the line of communication with God to be so evident and so clear. Like if I'm looking to others more than I'm looking to God, then like that already shows me that there's too many people in my too many people in my front row. That doesn't mean you don't love people, but the reality is y'all is not everyone needs to be in your life to the capacity in which you've allowed them to be. And I just want to encourage you to evaluate your life. Like, what are what are the things? Like, what is the purpose in your season? What is the what is the call God has in your life? Like, are you a harvester? Are you are you know are you a prayer warrior? Like, are you have a gift of you know prophecy? Like, what are your gifts? What are your spiritual gifts? Like, what has God given you the ability to do? Because the reality is, is if you don't steward your gifts well, He'll take them away, and they'll go dormant. And how sad would it be if you know one day? at the, the day of judgment when you have to stand before the Lord that you have to like that would do you want to say that you didn't tend to everything that he get he gave you that you didn't harvest the things that he put in front of you whatever that is whether it's your job like whether you're you know in the in the nursing field whether you're a teacher whether you're a pastor whether you're an engineer an architect you know accountant whatever it is whether you do construction whatever you do there's purpose in it And, you know, some people are called to, you know, non-ministry roles. But the reality is is that everything you can, everything we do can be a ministry. There's ministry in everything. Everyone just over spiritual, hyper, like makes it hyper spiritual, hyper religious. But the reality is, is ministry is literally just doing life with people, loving people well, right where they're at, doing life, discipling and growing. And so I want to encourage you. And that there are some people that, like, I literally, Pastor Kevin talked about this a couple weeks ago. There are people that are in the pulpit that are actually called to go out and actually have careers in the world because their personalities, the things that, like, God has implanted in their heart and in their mind are meant to go out and reach the lost in that capacity. And, of course, pastors are, of course, reaching the lost as well in their call. But there's different capacities or different environments. And, you know, you might have good intentions, but it might not be God's will for your life. And there's a difference between like God's permissible will and His perfect will, and that's something that I've really learned this past year. Is I want to be in, the, in like God's perfect will. I want to be. I don't want to. You know, I could. The, the thing that's crazy is that even in the permissible will, God's still with you. He's still gonna bless you. But like, imagine the amount of even more He wants to bless you by walking in full submission, full obedience with Him. Like, why would you not want to do that? And so I just want to kind of share a couple passages of scripture about like harvest like harvesting and like the harvest, because I think that it's so applicable to all of us, no matter whether that's your specific call, because we're all called called to be harvesters in different capacities. And the reality is like, literally it speaks in the Bible, especially like in Revelation, like, you know, that there is going to be a great harvest before the Lord's return. And the fact that we were born for such a time as this, like it is not a coincidence that you're here, that you're listening to this right now, that there is a purpose that God has for you that is to help usher him in, usher him back home, to come home and to bring us, let me phrase that, to bring us home. And so here's some passages of scripture that I just want to share. The first one's in Psalms 1, 1 through 3. 
And it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. Day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit and in it and in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he does, he prospers. And, you know, that, like, literally, like, that's talking about, like, spiritual fruitness. Like, I want to have spiritual fruitness. I want to bear fruit. I want people to be able to see, like, even without me even saying anything, that, like, in my actions, the way I live, the way I talk, the way I love, people are like, oh, yeah, there's fruit in Hannah's life. Like, the re- the question I want to peg to you is, do you have fruit in your life? Is it evident? Is it clear? Have you let, has you, have you let your fruit dry up? Have you not even planted fruit, like, in your life, and also, spiritual fruitness also is a result of faith and obedience, and another passage of scripture is Matthew thirteen twenty three, and it is, as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who, who hears the word and understands that he indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, in another 16, in another 30. Another passage of scripture is Galatians 6, 9, a lot of people to, like to speak about the fruit of the Spirit, Fruits of the Spirit in Galatians is talked about. And in this specific scripture, it says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And another scripture, I know I'm reading a lot, but hey, you know, you can never have too much scripture. And, and to be honest, I don't want to assume that everyone everyone knows scripture. because that's very, And even people of faith, you know, you can be scripturally illiterate. And I think that's something for me I, I want to grow in. I want to be, like, biblically, like, literate. I want to know I want to know God's word. I want it to be imprinted in my mind so I can actually speak on these things and actually have like, you know, validity when I say like I live out what I what I'm saying. Another scripture is Hebrews 12:11. For the moment all dis- all disciples or no, discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have have been trained by it. That's so good. James 3:18, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Like, if y'all can't tell y'all, there's a theme, you know, it's, there's there's so much scripture, so many things. You can literally Google on Google, literally passage of scripture of, about harvest. And then Proverbs 29, 22, 9, 22, 9. Whoever has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he shares his bread with the poor. Hosea ten twelve. Sow for yourself righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord that he may come and rain righteous upon you. And then, of course, like, you know, with talking about harvest, like, you reap what you sow. And like I said, Galatians really talks about that. Galatians 6 is a great book to really dive into if you're, you know, wanting to learn more about spiritual fruitfulness. So this book, this scripture is Galatians 6, 6 7 through 8. Do not be, be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And then another one, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And then also the parable of the sower, Mark 4, 3 through 9. Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprung up, since it had, not, had, no, it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched. And since it had no root, it withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and, it, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced grain, and growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. And he said, He who ears to hear, who have ears to hear, let him hear.
And then obviously the parable about growing seed, Mark four twenty six through 9. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces, produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe at once, he puts it in the suckle because the harvest has come. And that there's laborers needed for the God for God's great harvest. Matthew nine thirty six through thirty eight. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, "The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his into his harvest." Luke ten two. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and, and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, and into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into, into his harvest. John four thirty five through 38 Do you not say, There are yet four months, then comes the harvest. Look, I tell you, lift your eyes and see that the fields are wide for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life. So the sower and the reaper may rejoice together. For there, for here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I send you to reap for what you did not labor. Others have labored and you have entered into their labor. And that like honor God with our first fruits. That, that like that's talking about, you know, you know, we're called, you know, to, to give, you know, the tithe, our 10% of what God blesses us with. And this, this is in Proverbs 3, 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first of your fruits, all of your, all of your produce. And y'all, I just, I know that I've read a lot of scripture, but I just want to encourage you that, you know, there is beauty. There is beauty in harvest. And like, there's so much scripture, so many, like there's, the list goes on and on and on. Like I highly, highly recommend Googling, looking it up, you know, look, reading commentaries about harvest. Like what is, what is a harvester in that time? What did that look like? What was that role? And that's something that I actually am really eager to do. I want to I want to learn more about people like in the Bible that are similar to me, you know, and I think that's so it's so comical. Like, so many times like, God, like, who am I? And then he tells us who we are. But then we don't do the work. We don't open up the word and we don't ask God to to like reveal himself to us and to help us become who we're called to be. By not going to scripture and looking at people in the Bible that that have the same calls on that we have on our lives, it might look different, but like we have the same purpose and the the same angle in mind of bringing the lost lost to the found, to him or being found by the by the one the Lord. And so I want to encourage you, like if you're not if you're not tending to your garden, if you don't have a garden, ask God to come into your life to just cleanse your heart, cleanse your mind, repent of your sins. Ask Him to come into your life. It is such a simple thing, y'all. It is such a simple thing. It's simple, but not easy, but it is the best decision you ever make. And that is the one thing on this podcast that I will say time and time again, I don't care if someone gets annoyed or tired, unsubscribes or doesn't listen ever again, because I don't care because the person that's listening right now that hears all these things and it's like, hey, that sounds all great and mighty, but like, how do I do that? How do you do that? How do you, how do you reap? How do you become a harvester? How do you tend to a garden? You get plugged into a church. You, you give your life to the Lord. You know, you you invite him into your into your home. And when, I literally this is crazy. Thank you, Lord, for that reminder. So you know, it's funny. It's like you know, we ask God to come into our like metaphorical home, like come into our home, Lord. Like have a seat at the table. What's so funny is that we we're like, oh, we're, we we well, words are hard. We think that we're the ones doing stuff, but in actuality, God already set it up. We were just willing. We were willing vessels, and we were obedient. So when we said, God, come in, come into our home, come sit at the table. Even though we set we set air quote set the table, 
he's the one that feeds us. And like really let that sit in. He feeds us. We come to the table, but he's the one that feeds us. And so it's just like so mind blowing of like, well, are you sitting at the table? Like, are you realizing that there's a table that God has prepared for each and every one of us? Like, and it's an eternal table. Table. It's here while you're here on earth, and it's there when you go when you, like when you go to eternity to be with Him, and all the believers. And I just want to encourage you, like, if you don't like, surround yourself with people that are like minded. Maybe you're listening and you're in another country and and you're being persecuted for your faith. First and foremost, I just want to say to you that I want to encourage you that do not give up on on the Lord. Do not lose faith that I literally, that has been so prominent in my mind. Like, I'm so grateful. I'm so fortunate to live where I live. Like, yes, we're living in crazy times, but the reality is we are so fortunate in the United States to have the freedom that we currently have. And the reality is, y'all, one day it will be it will be removed from us. But until then, I'm not going to take it, take for granted or I'm going to steward every, every resource, this platform to the best of my ability because there's somebody listening that doesn't have the privileges that I have that need to hear that, that, that where you're at, God sees you and that God's, God wants you to know that they're martyrs, the ones that suffer for Christ, the ones that are persecuted, they get an extra crown. They get a different type of crown in heaven for suffering for the Lord and there's purpose in it. And it's, a, it's an honor to suffer for him. And if you're listening and you have access to resources or books, there's a book called Man's Search for Meeting. And it's about this book, about this man. I'm not going to tell too much of it because I want you to go read it. But it's basically about this man that was him and his family were in the Holocaust. And he was a psychiatrist before, you know, they got put in the camp. And he actually ended up at some point in the camp actually go like still they had him work in which is crazy. And he was just sharing like his story and like he lost his whole family and he still found meaning despite losing it all by the world. scenarios. he lost everything, but he had it, but he actually did it. He, he had everything. He had the one with him the whole entire time. And I just want to encourage you to read that book. It's by, let me make sure I, I think it's by Frankel, Victor Frankel, but I don't want to butcher it. So let me look it up real quick and search for meaning. Y'all, this is real life for meaning book. Yeah. It's by Victor Frankel. And it is such a powerful book, and it just, I always encourage you that, like, listen to podcasts like this, listen to faith-based podcasts if you have the ability, if you have access to YouTube, watch good preachings, if you never heard of Kevin Wallace, he's my pastor at RTTN and Redemption to the Nations, he's a very, he's a very incredible man of God, obviously, like, there are so many incredible Bible-believing teachers and preachers and pastors, and, you know, I truly believe that, you know, thank God for so many people out there that are actually biblically sound. That's the biggest thing. Get plugged into a biblically sound church. Surround yourself with community. Put yourself out there. Yes, it can be uncomfortable, y'all. I'm one of. I'm so extroverted. I'm having a hard time even now in this like this season, like getting plugged in and like forcing myself to go somewhere, even even if that means going by myself. Like y'all, I literally signed up for a boating interest group <laughs> at my church, and I don't. I have no idea who's going. Like. I'm like some people ask me yesterday like oh like who's going that you know I'm like nobody like I don't know anybody going I just signed up because I love the outdoors and I want to go in the boat and I want to spend time with the Lord and it's gonna be so much fun and it's just exciting and I'm, I don't want to take for granted like the fact that my church has those, has those things I realize that I am very privileged because I know there could be someone listening that doesn't have those those things but I want to encourage you to ask have faith to believe that God is going to meet every single need that, that's in front of you and he's going to surpass that because he's, he is such a good God and he loves you that much. And that, you know, ask for, ask for God to bring community because he will show up. Even if it takes a while that his timing is the best. Even if it, even if we can't, you know, wrap our brains around that, but like 
time is relative to him. His timetables are way different than ours. And thank God for that because, y'all, he's literally the one that's in control. He has the world in his hands. He has our life in his hands. And I'm thankful that he's in control even when I can't see it, even when you can't feel it. Like, to hold on to that, cling to that. And one last thing, you know, like I was sharing at the beginning, like, I, like, there's been so many, like, timely words here recently from church that I've really just have imprinted on my heart from these past several months since RTT and Cleveland has opened up. And it's been so awesome to see how intentional God has been in my life that when I needed a, when I needed a word, he always, he always gave me one and he will. And obviously there's moments like you have to be, you have to ask yourself if you're not, if you're not hearing God, it's probably because you're not, there's something that you're doing that's prohibiting you from being able to hear. Like, are there too many voices around you? Do you have too many people speaking into your life and not allowing the Lord to speak the most? or speak the loudest, you know, are you making time to actually be still enough to rest and actually be in the, be in the, like, in a moment of silence, like, a season of silence, and allow him just to speak, because we're so quick to speak, and we don't even realize that, like, God speaks differently than us, and to be okay with that, and actually, actually praise God for that, but on Sunday, he was talking, Pastor Kevin was talking about, you know, the story in Luke 24 about, you know, talking about this, like, you know, the, the crucifixion of Jesus and how, you know, so many people were, fo- were focused on Friday, you know, the suffering, the, the pain that, the, that Jesus endured on the cross, but that Sunday's coming y'all. And that like, that's, and thank God Sunday came, you know, thank the good Lord above that he rose from the grave three days later, but that's so metaphorical to our lives. Like if you're in a, if you're in a tomb right now, that like there is a resurrection that's coming, like God is going to bring you, bring life out of where you're at and that they're that you know it was just so so powerful and that you know you have to think about the whole story you know like even the chapter you're in right now it doesn't end there and that in, in that in that story in luke 24 like the tomb turned into a womb and I, when he said that that was so simple but so profound and that you know it was talking about how like joy comes in the morning like we're so quick to you know get stuck in the sadness focus on the things but like being like we need to be so connected and literally honestly like cling to god so much that like we it outshines the ability to even be sad like and obviously we're gonna have moments like you know things happen life happens you know death happens there's things that come up unexpected circumstances but to at the end of the day that there is still like god is still good and you know he was talking about how like the sadness is a reality of not accepting the truth like what are you not being able to accept like are you allowing your circumstances that are out of your control because even like the reality of that you can't control it you're like allowing that to make you sad instead of allowing it to make you sad realize okay if i'm if i can't be in control if i if i can't be controlled what i'm going what's going on right now what can i control i can control how i think i can control how i talk i can control how i pray i can control how i allow my like cir- like i can allow my circumstances to define me or to you know propel me to where god's taking me and that, you know, sometimes, you know, like there isn't, you know, sometimes we go through something and we don't understand why we're going through it and we want answers. And honestly, sometimes the reality is, is that just that circumstance is just literally solely to ignite more faith in you, to birth more faith in you. And you might be like, well, hey, that's not enough. Yes, it is because faith in God, faith as small as a mustard can move the mountain. So if he's igniting faith in you through the, through the crushing, through the pressing, and you're actually a willing vessel that's being willing to be refined. Imagine the beauty and the harvest that's going to come out of that 
because of your obedience of being refined by God. And it is the best decision that like I have ever made was to turn from the life that I once lived, to turn from toxicity, break off generational things. Like y'all, last night I broke off generational things on my family. Like I'm no longer going to be attracted to certain type of males because of like my like line in my family of things that I don't, I'm not repeating generational things any longer. Like I refuse, I, I can't afford to allow that to go down, like pass down to my younger sister. Like I was talking to people here recently, like several of my friends that are older siblings. And I'm like, y'all, if you're not going to do it for yourself, of course, like you, you should be doing it for your, like yourself. But if you can't do it in the moment, you can't get past your feelings. <clears throat> you know, feelings are fleeting, you know. Do it for do it for your older your younger sibling. Do it for your younger sibling because your actions, your growth impacts your family, affects your family and your bloodline. And so I just want to encourage you in that. Like things can change in the atmosphere when, when you know when you're willing to be obedient. Like it can I don't change your life, but your entire family's life can shift things dramatically. And so y'all, I know I've been talking a lot today. But I'm just excited. I'm expecting. I'm hungry. I want to get on here more. I know I didn't post on Sunday, but I'm not. And I, uh, part of me was like being legalistic, like, oh no, I didn't record, and like now I didn't actually like, you know, keep up with my once a week. No, I'm gonna post today, and I'm posting on Sunday. So you're gonna get two this week. So I just hope that you're you're hungry. You're ready, like me. Are you ready? Are you ready to be a harvester? Like y'all, we need to roll up our sleeves and get our tools out, our gardening tools out. And so I just want to finish this podcast off with prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you so much for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for the harvest that's coming, that you've called us for a time as this. You've called us to get our hands dirty, that there is an assignment at hand to bring the lost to you, God. And I'm thankful that you chose me, you chose us. And I think, thank you for every listener, God. I pray that no matter where they're at, no matter whether they're in the U.S., around the globe, I pray that you meet them exactly where they're at. They don't know you, Lord, that they would give their life to you, repent of their sins, and turn from their ways and to, to do life with you, to turn from their sin and turn it and walk into a life of freedom. And I pray for just community, God. Pray for people that don't have people. Put divine strategic people. Close the doors that need to be shut and open the ones that need to be open. And God, just meet every single need physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You are the ultimate healer, and I pray that you would just show up and show out, God. Remove people's distractions to be able to hear hear you clearly. Help our line of communication with you be so clear and so evident, God. And just do just show up and show out like you always do. And thank you so much, God, for sending your son to die for us. We're so undeserving, but thank you so much. Let us never lose the wonder and to always keep the blood warm. And I pray all these things in your name. Amen. Y'all, I love you so much. I'm so excited so pumped and y'all you're gonna get ready to go with me we're going on a journey of growth we're getting ready for harvest i want to be sharing things that god's implanting in me planting seeds in me watering seeds in me and i'm going to be real with y'all about that i'm going to share scripture more and because the reality is, is that like i can see all these things that sound good but if i don't have anything to back it up with what the lord what the lord says and it's not aligned with what he says it doesn't mean anything holds no weight and that's so important y'all make sure the things that you do the things that you, how you live your life lines up with the word And I love you guys. I hope you have a blessed week. And stay tuned for more content dropping very, very soon. Bye. Love y'all. Oh, also don't forget, Lord loves you above all else. And if no one's told you today, you are loved, so, so loved. You're beautiful. You're set apart and you're fearfully and wonderfully made. (laughs) All right, y'all. Bye.